and welcome back to Dax's Deviance. In this podcast, we talk about pups and their experiences within the pup community and the wider fetish scene. Today, I am joined by an old friend of mine. We've known each other for, what, 10 years? Something like that. Today, I'm joined by the wonderful pup, Kino. Say hi. Hello. How are you? It has been a while. Uh, to answer the question, I think it was around the early... 2009 or something like that was it as early definitely as that? the Jeez, high school yeah De- definitely the high school period yeah it was like first or second year that i met you so yeah it would be yeah, like 20, definitely 20, was. 2009 or 2010 so yeah we've known each other a very long time now Jeez, 13 years christ yeah it's been a while yeah it's been absolutely insane like because we only really started talking a lot when i kind of moved out on my own um because you were literally the street over um that is true yeah and you were kind of one of the the first pups that i really got to to play with so that mm-hmm. was also fun yeah yeah <laughs> so for, for people that don't know um don't know you you're kino um and what is the reason you you went with the name kino ah uh, oh geeky moment it's actually a small little reference to stargate uh oh later yeah later in um they use this little device called a kino and it gets sent through the gate and it's used for surveillance recordings they use it to sort of uh scout out ahead and the reason i got the name was because someone mentioned that when they saw me in my sort of a pup headspace mm-hmm. i became a very curious and adventurous person always wanting to be the first to out in areas oh that's quite yeah, interesting, so actually. A small little geeky moment, but uh, yeah, that's how I got the name, and not heard of another, you know, yet. So I'm a little bit happy about that. I really like that. I like the Stargate reference as well. I love it when things are geeky and sci-fi themed. Kind of like because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dax is from um, Star Trek, so mm, yeah, it's funny because when I uh, usually explain it, I just get left with this uh, sort of stone expression <laughs> yeah. to go. Okay. I, I, I've watched a lot of Stargate, so yeah, I know I know where you're coming from. Um mm. yeah, Teal'c is always just deadpan and best character. Oh Teal'c. We love Teal'c. Man that never aged except for I think one episode. Yeah. Christopher Judge, what a man. Oh. Love him as Kratos. Like, oh what a voice. Very like um stole the scene. He was very like gripping. Yeah. Every time he spoke, it was the way he spoke as well, with no care. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> he was the main character. Oh, he was the main character. Everyone else was just, you know, an extra. Um, so what kind of so, style does Kino have? Like colours, pup breed, tribes, that sort of thing? Uh, in terms of style and breed, it's um, representation of like a Dalmatian. So he's oh. black and white, uh, sporting the black and white hood uh with little uh studs in the whisker holes um, nice. uh, style wise it depends on where he is uh he's been known to be at events so usually those events are you know a safe zone so you could be in like harnesses jock shorts um things like that always with his tail uh in terms of socially it's you know very casual jeans hoodie jacket uh he's <laughs> been seen in uh 
a certain shop <laughs> that made ah, yeah, certain which, headlines at one which, point or another. Which made City News in Edinburgh, yes, I remember yeah, that reading was, that article. That <laughs> interesting moment. Um, but um, yeah, that that's a clear example of uh, social age just sporting usual, you know, people clothes yeah. with those little badges, of course. Yeah, trying to enjoy the uh, the wonderful every day, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. Uh, uh, he's not one to just strictly stay at events. No, absolutely not. And as, as you shouldn't be, because you should be kind of in, enjoying the headspace whenever you can. Um, oh. Or in, in the most comfortable and safe setting that you can, should point oh, out. Oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> um, and what got you into to being a pop? Uh, strangely enough, uh, it was just coming across on like Twitter. It was scrolling, scrolling. And with the case of whoever you follow, if they retweet or like something, it has yeah. the potential to be the newest thing in your feed. Yep. And I saw someone, uh, I think it was a retweet um, of a spot photo. Uh, oh. The other, you know, that I say the other, <laughs> uh, like basically the Dalmatian that's known for sort of ringing play on like the tv representation yeah. in the household commonly mm, maybe that's not the right way to put it i don't want anyone getting angry at me for that. <laughs> yeah but, uh, you know that's at least a household name where you know i originally was yep absolutely uh and it was just a curiosity of not so much as like why would someone do that it was more of the I guess role player heart of me was like, oh, that's, you know, acting at a role gives you a sense of freedom, being a little bit away from the norm of what you're used to. Um, and the more I just went into it, the more I was like, hmm, something I need to try. Because as you know, the 13 years of knowing me, it's uh, I'm a person of you don't know until you try. Yeah. So got my first little, um, I don't want to say low scale or anything, but like uh, everyone of the community will know when you say like the Amazon brand hoodie yeah. type thing yeah. uh got my one of that uh again black and white always has been yep. um and just sort of fell into it uh quite naturally i suppose um it was just something that gripped me felt very at home with right away which is ideal. just felt very yeah very ideal it just felt like it was uh a missing part i suppose that's the best way to put it i suppose mm -hmm. um and from that kind of period what kind of experience level do you now have with with being a pop uh my personal experience i would say has just went upscale in terms of um i would say the confidence it's given me with and without the hood uh the places that it's you know motivated me to travel not exactly like over you know, an airplane or anything, but, um, you know, further down south than I would have originally planned at any point uh, to attend events and, yeah. you know, meet other pups and such. So it's it's granted me a lot of freedom, uh, you know, just, I don't know, it's just sort of taken me down a direction I never expected. It's not, you know, blowing the water out or anything, but it's definitely landed me in very unique and rewarding situations interested and with those kind of rewarding experiences what does being a pup mean for you is it something that's like a very very positive thing or is it just something that is kind of just that alter ego 
Uh, I would naturally say that um, me and Kino are, you know, one. It's not. It's not uh, a part that I would bring out only in certain times. It's you know I've went out in stores. I've went out in public. It's it's just something I'm very happy to switch over to at any point. Yeah. So it's quite um, easy for you to swap into that headspace. Yeah. Yeah. Quite easily. Um, I, you know, I could do it without the hood, but again, I feel like it's it's not right because uh. You know, I feel like Kino has a, a face of his own yeah. when he has that sort of thing. So without that, it doesn't feel right. Um, but it's definitely very natural for me to just swap over. It just feels like, uh, you know, taking a breath. It's It doesn't feel like I'm putting on character or a facade to, you know, uh, I guess, put up an illusion or anything. It just feels very normal, natural. Yeah, which is exactly the sort of feeling that you want to go for when getting into these headspaces. It doesn't want to, it, you don't want, really want it to be something that's forced. You want it to be something that you do feel kind of natural and can just kind of slip right into. Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think being forced into the headspace can do anything positive. If no. anything, I think it would be impossible to be forced into it. Yeah, I think if you're kind of, you know, not really feeling it um, and you try and put yourself into that headspace, I don't think it's going to help. No, not at all. Um, I think there's moments where you know you would benefit from being in it, so you yeah. try to get in it. But um, I suppose if you're being forced by another, it's not really something that could be achieved. No, I think oh. it's like hypno. You kind of have to have the mentality for it to be kind of put under. Um, yeah, definitely. And if you're, you're not feeling the good vibes, it's not really going to work that well. Um, yeah, no. But kind of going on from um, that kind of forcefulness of being in the headspace what is something that you were really interested in that you tried and it turned out to be not that great oh uh hmm. i guess in a way it would be even though i still do it now it's a small little regret because it's when you go to certain events you have slight more freedom of what clothing you can wear yeah uh, and with that, certain times there's came a assumption from other people that because one chooses to maybe wear a little less than the norm would suggest, it's an open invitation for hands and yeah. things like that. Um, granted, certain events have areas for those kind of things, which is fine. Uh, but you know, if if you're not in those areas and you you feel uh, unexpected present it's not exactly a welcome feeling i would say no yeah no i totally get that um, i do apologize i do hear lexi the logo of the house with her bowl in the background it's quite all right i could hear aloy munching her way earlier and i was hoping it wasn't <laughs> getting picked up but usually if i can hear outside my headphones it's gonna get picked up um, uh, we'll be right and if money time and resources were no object what would be your dream look for kino Oh my god. Um, <laughs> no, no. I'm not going to lie. Kino is uh, very much a uh, show dog, likes spotlight, so he would very much buy every and all clothing he could to match <laughs> any occasion. <laughs> That's exactly uh, the sort of thing I would Definitely keeping the, the white and black pattern. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, my, 
My housemates just came in like panicking about me holding the water bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, quite alright. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, definitely sticking with like the black and white theme. Uh, but God, he'd be in everything. He'd be in jeans, shorts. You know, probably leather at some points. You know, the less. Uh, you know, jockey harnesses for certain events. Definitely yeah. something that would catch light. You know, whether you want him to be or not, he's is in your field of vision. Yeah, which is uh, not unexpected from you, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> not oh. at all. Not at all. Um, I'm not sure how to take that one, but <laughs> Paul hey, I, you're always like that. Um. Yeah, you've you've always been kind of this this person of like, oh, I'm kind of hidden in the shadows, but you know, I want you to look at me. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a here, I'm present. If you approach me, <laughs> <laughs> you're in for a surprise, I suppose. Yep. <laughs> if not, then that's still still a moment. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and do you have any kind of? particular moment or memory that encapsulates how you feel when you're in that pup head space? Oh. Hmm. I actually think that would have to be at my first event, which was uh, a nine camping maybe three years back now. Okay. Um, but it was just, I guess, the freedom of everyone being around you. You know, there were a lot of pups there. Um, and yeah. it was an open space, seeing everyone just sort of not care, not judge, uh, which rare. But you just sort of saw everyone steal that moment for themselves, and it allowed you to do the same. Um, yeah. And you just sort of see your vision go from walking on to to suddenly being a lot lower and smiling beneath your your nose and realizing that you're you know suddenly in that headspace and it's just often that i go back to that moment of seeing the vision of walking suddenly dropping down a little lower and going to a more i would say normal type of vision yeah so that is definitely the most unique moment that sticks which is great um yeah, I feel like we need to get you to Darklands because I think that you would be in your element at the pop play area. They have a ball pit and everything. You would love it. Oh, there was a ball pit in the canine camping and it was phenomenal. I've seen uh, quite a lot of photos at like the Darklands. Uh, I don't think I've seen the ball pit, but I have seen many of pups there. Obviously on Twitter you see people yeah. mostly crazy. I knew you went to... I think you went to two i could be wrong but um, three. i knew a three now jeez oh, three um I'm not sure what one it was but i do remember before i moved away that you were preparing to go to one yes so that was that was when did you move away you only moved away this year didn't you yeah 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 i only moved away in February. yeah so i was preparing because it was in march so yeah um it was good this year i was a little bit ill for it which was unfortunate but yeah um, I remember that. yeah oh, i there was a stomach bug going around and I managed to get it yeah. on the Friday. So the Friday and Saturday I was kind of wiped out, which is a bit annoying, but... At least it was only, you know, two days. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to ask you the question of have yeah. you ever had an accidental headspace switch in a normal situation, but you don't really have normal situations. 
because as you've made the news with your <laughs> puppy presence in a a popular shopping store. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think I don't think that that can really apply. Um, no, because I, I think the people that I've been around that when stuff like that happens, it's just very expected, and yeah, you know they don't care; they're very open to it. Um, uh, as if you know, you said you saw the article, so you probably saw the video. There was I did, you know, yes. other people there. You know, I wasn't the only puppy, um, and you know, I'm just. It's very normal, so I suppose I'm the one that create, creates the unique situations for others to talk about. Yes, you kind of shed light on the, the taboo subject of kink in Scotland, which is something that we're, we're trying to expose a little bit more um, through the show and through the use of the dip. Um, mm. So it should be good, but yeah, we're trying to get trying to get the, the kink scene of Scotland kind of less underground and not kind of thrown into the the open but more talked about and less of a a hush hush subject which i think you you did it beautifully just kind of showing up to the shop having a wander around and as the Uh, the, the cute little pup (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i'm surprised it actually made it on the news at all because it wasn't exact it was by far not the first time that i've been to that one or others of the same you know branch various other shops uh so it's really not maybe since i've moved it's a little uncommon now but um where i used to be it was not uncommon for me to just you know go out as keno do things live my life um so i was surprised that it actually took maybe as long as it did yeah, because yeah, leave my spot somewhere. Yeah, because I remember um, you putting photos in the group chats and things like that of you just out in public having a walk um, in your pup gear. Um, oh yeah, I know you were with Bruno a couple of times with your pup. Yeah, box. Bruno's the yeah. the red buddy of mine, probably the closest pup friend that I've got. Yeah, um, so I remember seeing photos of you guys together when you were out and about. Um, mm-hmm. And then I remember you sent the article and I was like, hold on, what? Why is, why is this just happening? But obviously it's disgruntled father who had ties with um, yeah. the, is, was it the Edinburgh Evening News? Oh, good. Honestly, I can't keep up. I actually ended up making printed paper, which shocked me the most. Oh, jeez. I didn't know I made printed. Yeah, I just was, saw the online one. Yeah, it was one. Bruno that told me. He said that it made printed paper, and I got I got a little upset. Not like angry, but like sad upset because he said he didn't save it and... I'm not gonna lie, uh, I would have loved to have cut it out and framed it. Well, you can probably find it in an online archive. Yeah, probably, but because all of them get scanned the same. into the archive, so as long as you know not the, the date, same. yeah, but you can still print it, print it and frame it, and that'll be yeah, the official. It's, like, it's not the authentic though. Yeah, just just find someone that's a hoarder and just ask. To oh, go there'll be the one pile. somewhere. Yeah, there'll be one somewhere, um, and with the kind of colors that you go for because as you said you're the kind of white and black like a dalmatian um do you follow the hanky code or is that not something that you considered uh personally and i'm probably gonna leave this open to areas of various attack by people but i don't believe that the colors of a hood should be associated with the hanky code so my colors are just the ones that i chose personally and i never look at a pup with colours and think, ah, that's instantly a thing like that. 
which is absolutely fine. Yeah, there's plenty of people like that. Personally, I went with orange because orange is my favorite color. It yeah, just so yeah. happened that the hanky code kind of tied up and matched it. So I was like, okay, whatever, bonus. Um, <laughs> True. But Shiny, who I interviewed, uh, was telling me about the lace code. I didn't know this was a thing, but the lace code is a very dark subject. Um, I'll let you look it up in your own time. Actually, hmm? I say I don't know about it either. Actually, yeah, it's like the way the color and the way that you tie your laces means different things, and some of them are just downright scary. So, oh god, I will apologize to people if I'm staring at your laces for the way that they're tied and the color (laughs) of your laces. Um, I imagine after I look it up, I'll be doing the same. Oh my god, like, there's ones that mean that, like, you're a communist and things like what? that, and I'm just like, huh? I'm so it's, confused yes. why that has any place in, like, some you, sort of You and me both, buddy. <laughs> you and me both, buddy. Um, and within the scene, do you have kind of, like, a role model, or is there anyone that you kind of look up to? Uh, honestly, I would say my friend Bruno, because he was the one that, although I was quite open to allowing, you know, the freedom of the outdoors, because I had made a friend like Bruno so close to where I actually lived, it was maybe like an hour by foot, 15 minutes by a bus or less by a car, uh, because I got all the opportunities to go outside with him and, you know, he convinced me and persuaded me and you know, gave me the confidence to do it in more areas yeah. and more public situations. Uh, so I would actually have to say him. Oh, that's a nice shout out for him. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually have to get in touch with him, see if he'll, he'll do one with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then obviously when I start doing kind of the the group i'm calling them group interviews for now and i know for a fact they're not going to be group interviews they're just going to be group discussions there'll be a discussion point just chat amongst everyone although trying to control it so that everyone doesn't just talk over each other at once is going to be an absolute nightmare but it'll be fun it'll be a fun learning curve to do just Uh, that moment when you said i need to try and make sure no one talks over one another and like oh Depends how many you have in a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. in a chat, but good luck. I know. I'm trying to kind of work out who, what pairings I could do if I'm just doing like two people or more people to try and pair people best so that I'm not pairing overconfident people with like less confident people so that they just yeah. get drowned out totally. Um, but so far, everyone that I've had on has been incredibly confident and can just talk for hours as evident with how long some of these run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But do you have anything you wish you knew before you became a pup? Oh, um... Oh, it's... Honestly, yes, but I'm worried it might be a little bit too negative. No, honestly... Uh, I would say it would would be the assumptions that come with being a pup. Okay, Um, what what would they kind of be? Well, like I said previously, it's... um, at certain events when you're not in the not safe for work areas we'll put it uh, uh there's the wandering hands the just the assumption and then it's like if you're not in shorts but you're in a jock you're automatically bottom so the hands lead to certain really unwanted areas yeah um, and i guess everyone that isn't in the community automatically assumes at least in my experience that if you are a pup then 
you are a very submissive and lost person. And I say lost because those are the words that's been used various amounts of times. Yeah. Well, a few other guests have kind of expressed that um, wanting to do pup play and things like that is kind of an association with uh, neurodivergence, um, which is perfectly understandable because it's a, a kind of form of escapism. Um, there's been a couple of studies that say it kind of helps with mental health and things like that, which is totally understandable because I know that the headspace can be a complete switch from, you know, dealing with day to day to being this happy, fun puppy that just wants belly rubs. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I've heard of quite a few pups that you know got into pup play as the escape route, and it makes perfect sense, honestly. Um, but I do understand what you're saying about kind of the the wandering hands, things like that. It's it's not nice when people kind of just assume these things. Um, and the interview that I done with uh, Blaze slash Scorch, um, his kind of alter ego of Scorch doesn't really like getting pets and things like that, so he will just attempt to bite people. Um, because remember people not all puppies like to be pet some of them should have a do not touch sign on them that's true (laughs) human pups Ah, are very much well human pups are very much similar Hmm? human pups are very much similar to actual pups you've got some that are people friendly and some that just aren't in general in general very happy love belly rubs scratch things like that but just as much as you wouldn't stick your finger in an actual dog's arse maybe don't do it to an actual human pup um oh, yeah we're begging consent. you don't do it without consent remember yeah, some, some of them will ask for it but yeah make sure you get that from them first yes as explained on this show many many times consent 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 it's the most important thing when dealing with any kind of pup handler deviant whatsoever it's always about consent and being in a safe space definitely no, you're fine. I was just sort of thinking when you said that it, there are the unique moments where people want the fantasy of like certain things. So I suppose there's a unique consent you have to get as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, be that the use of kind of safe words or yeah, that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. always, always kind of make sure that consent's there because it's it's kind of important and. Um, yeah, just to kind of off the back of that, what advice would you have for any new pups or a person kind of deciding that they want to try out pup play? Well, I would say just go for it. Um, if you can make it happen, go to an event. Uh, even if it's not a major one, even if you want to be the wallflower that doesn't speak or anything, just try and put yourself in the the area surround yourself with it and let yourself see all of the unique doors that can open for you because at events and social gatherings or play, you get to see what it does for others because you know play does various things for different people so being surrounded by all these people allows you to see at least in my experience all the different benefits that you can gain from it depending on what you're looking for from it I think that's brilliantly put. Um, what is your favourite place to meet other pups? Do you prefer to meet other pups at events or do you prefer to meet them kind of in smaller, more social gatherings? Honestly, I'm quite happy for either. Um, I've had a few pups that have, you know, I've met from events and others that have been friends of Bruno and ones I've just met through like, you know, social media. Yeah. 
Uh, but I'm very much happy to just say yes to any form of up gathering, be it, you know, like a small lunch or a big event or, you know, a casual stroll, just, you know, because they want to be seen. Oh, that's brilliant. And do you have very any free. kind of brand recommendations for, for like your gear and things like that? I know we always talk about how gear isn't the most important part of being a pup, it's the headspace. Um, but obviously having gear can sometimes help that headspace a little bit. Um, so do you have any particular brands that are your kind of go-to or let me know. Mine are personally Mr. S Leather. Absolutely. Uh, Fantastic. Because brand. it's got, you know, that's that's Kino's face at the moment, the very common black and white uh canine uh neoprene hood. Uh it's far as his muzzle goes that's actually the same again a white one uh it's with harnesses and jobs they're just various you know primark amazon you know wherever you can get them really yeah um but just sort of sticking with the same color pattern his tail is mr s as well uh but i would say for other people it depends on what you're looking for because mm. rough stuff that was Bruno. Bruno's a very good, you know, rough stuff fan. Yeah. Uh, because that gives the back of the head quite a lot of breathing space. So depending on where you are, like maybe a sauna or something, it allows more yeah. time to cool down. I personally have no problem because I've been before with, you know, the hood and stuff. Um, yeah. Other people have as well, but I would say rough stuff's a good one to go to if you're not wanting complete uh, coverage over your head if you want to be claustrophobic or feel a bit trapped or something like that yeah no I, I have a Mr. S hood myself um, that has ear holes which is oh, such a nice feature it means I can actually hear things um, mm -hmm. but yeah I think Mr. S is one of the, the brands that I like um, I'm looking at getting a new hood soon um, I've decided Dax needs to get some spots so because um, ah. he's a, a little trail puppy, so he needs he needs his spots, which do go all the way down. Oh. Um, so, tell me a little bit more about your life as a pup. Is it purely social? Is it purely sexual? Although, for me, I get the feeling it's kind of more social than sexual. Uh, I would definitely say it is very much, I would say 90% social. Yeah. Um... Like when I found the, you know, came across the photo on Twitter, it wasn't exactly like a not safe for work photo. It was a very much, because I'm pretty sure you know the spot I'm talking about. His, yeah. he also has a bodysuit. So yeah, there's nothing on show or anything. So when I was researching it, I was more focused on the headspace and the mental state that it can give you rather than the uh, role play and the sexual side it can give you. Yeah, which honestly, I really respect that because um, I know some people kind of rush in thinking that pup play is just going to be an entirely sexual thing. But I think for most people, it's kind of a 50-50 thing or it is just more of a social thing. Um, and I think for myself, it is more of a social thing. Um, Dax has had a little bit of fun here and there, but prefers just to kind of socialize as a pup. It's much more fun. Oh yeah, I would definitely say it's quite rewarding to just be social as a pup because, uh, again, it gives you that freedom and confidence to just speak a lot more 
openly and maybe ask certain things you wouldn't ask of people before. Yeah. I don't know if that quite makes sense, but no, for me, it just sense. it gives me the fun side of saying what Kino wants to say without worrying. Yeah, which is exactly what you want um, from this kind of alternate headspace. Um, and what kind of stuff have you done um, as Kino? Uh, you mentioned events. Have How many events have you kind of done and what, what's your kind of goal at these events? Is, are the, is it just to kind of socialize and build a bigger pup circle or is it, you know, you're looking to have a little bit of fun at these kind of events? Uh, well, as events goes, I've been to canine camping, uh, Howell and Collard, um, which have all been a safer work presence with me, yep. other than I admit I was at a Collard with my partner, so we had our little moment. Um, <laughs> Quote unquote, but, little moment. <laughs> <laughs> More than a moment, but yep. <laughs> definitely found our way around that event. Um, when it comes to just me events, I would, it's just social. Uh, just looking to, you know, see pups, enjoy that moment, enjoy the social side of that without... I don't know, to me, a pup event is a lot more different than going to your normal club. It just yeah. seems a lot more carefree. No one, no one, I guess there's judgment in every community, but it's it's a different type. Yeah, and I, I don't know about you, but like, especially when I kind of do events um, as Dax, I kind of feel a lot more free and I feel a lot more at ease kind of being able to to kind of dance, socialize and kind of drink with people. Um, it's a lot more comfortable and it it does feel a lot more free, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's the the initial anonymous feeling that comes with the hoods or masks that people put on when wearing them. Yeah. They just feel a lot more safe to not care. Yeah, definitely, because it is kind of like this alter ego where you can kind of let go of your your regular fears and worries. Um, because, I mean, if you know me, I am a terrible, terrible dancer. Um, and I always feel like I'm going to get judged for, like, by, like, 90s dad dancing. Um, it is, yeah. If you ever manage to catch a glimpse of me dancing, please just look the other way because it is, you'll, you'll cringe. Um, but I, I feel like when I'm wrong. Dax, but when, I, but when I'm Dax, it's fine. Do you pole dance with, um, I don't I believe it's dance. Pup Rick? No, no I think I you've got me confused for someone. I don't do pole wow, dancing. Wow, you have a twin in the world in that case. You think I have the upper body strength to be able to pole dance? <laughs> I struggle to lift myself out of bed, never mind up a fucking pole. I suppose, yeah. Okay, probably wasn't you said when you put it that way. Um, no, I do. I do know of a few pops that do pole dancing. Um, I know someone that does pole dancing in heels, and it gives me the fucking fear. I like. I would struggle to do pole dancing at the best of time, but in heels, oh my god, that's a talent and a death wish. Yeah, I'm not sure what one comes first, but oh, honestly, <laughs> it's definitely a combo. It's like. Um, Puppy Belgium 2023, uh, the wonderful Marshmallow, um, did the puppy walk in very big heels. And kudos to her, she's a queen, but there's no way. Like, I was wearing I was wearing my Doc Martens 
and it was uncomfortable enough because um, a lot of Antwerp is kind of cobble paths and things like that. Um, okay. So yeah, imagine doing that in heels. There's no way I would have tripped up and died at the first opportunity. Oh, yeah, I would have. I would have um, felt the moment my foot hit like hit the cobblestone. Oh yeah, I I tripped up drunk uh, one of the nights that I was there, and yeah, scraped my hands and knees. On brand. Uh, yeah, very on brand. I was That's very on brand for I you. I was I was leaving um, the boots, which is I don't know. It's kind of like a how do I describe it? It's like a gay sauna, but without the sauna components. It's just dark rooms and bars. Um, All right, okay. It's it's a great place. Um, absolutely fantastic place. And I was a little drunk and a little sad because I had lost my vape. Um, <laughs> Cue, cue sad music. John you're, lost his vape. You're one of those people that the, I, the world stops spinning when the vape's not in the hand. It did. Honestly, I was very sad. Um, I've had that vape for like well over a year now. It's it's got a lot of war wounds on it, um, but it's it's you know it's a part of me. Um, and I lost it literally about five minutes before the place closed. Um, and they were like, "Look, we'll look for it." Um, when we're doing cleanup in the morning and if we find it we'll set it to sign you can get it tomorrow and I was like okay absolutely fine um, and as I'm leaving I'm like oh what am I meant to smoke on the way home and someone was like here have a cigarette and you know me I don't smoke cigarettes anymore because Covid fucked my lungs up so I, but drunk me was like oh my god you're so nice thank you so I took a cigarette they light it they go one way I go the other I start walking back to uh, the flat uh, where my alpha was uh, staying and I'm trying to like I've got maps on my phone in one hand, cigarette in the other, and I'm just kind of you know traipsing along, just like oh, it's a it's a nice breeze at four in the morning, and I catch my boot on one of the cobbles, face plant, cigarette goes one way, phone goes the other, and I'm just lying in the middle of the street, just going fuck at four You're in the morning. Just yeah, I literally just lay there for a second, then it suddenly dawned on was like oh my cigarette. Um, <laughs> so I get the cigarette, you know, take a puff, and it's like it's kind of sad. Then I'm like, oh fuck, my phone, and like I've cracked my uh, screen protector. That's the only damage I've done to it, which is a miracle. Um, and I'm just kind of get up, and I'm like, my hands really hurt. And then I look at them, they're all scraped. I'm like, my knees really hurt. For oh, fuck's sake! And I was like, my, I don't know why my knees hurt because I've got jeans on. It wasn't until I got back to the flat and took my jeans off that I realized my knees were just scraped so badly. I was just like you're just okay. a hazard to human life. I, I'm a hazard to myself. I don't really think Every I'm a hazard to anybody else. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong there. Um, so yeah, that was fun. I woke up the next day and uh, my alpha was very kind. He was like, "Hey, we we got you this vape just in case they can't find <laughs> yours." And I was like, "Oh, thank you." The world um, spins again. Yeah, but they did manage to find mine, so it was fine. Um, but yeah, that was like stressful i don't know have you ever had a stressful moment like that where you've just gone a little bit overboard at an event uh i guess it's going back to the unwanted wandering hands and yeah i'm one to give a single warning and then if that warning isn't received not my not my problem yeah you know what what comes out of kino's mouth and what he does is not my my problem and it's not yeah, you you got your warning exactly you got your warning um and it it has happened definitely i'm not surprised honestly um i do notice that at some events that some people just don't seem to really 
take a hint. They seem to think that, oh, no. we're in this space. This is what happens here. It's just going to happen sort of thing. And it's like, mm, no, we go yeah, back well, to, we've gone full circle to the whole point of consent. Exactly. <laughs> it's weird because uh, I was at a sauna with my partner a months back and we were asked, because we were asked if we were a couple and we said yes. And then there was a slight like, couple seconds of pause. And then he turned around and went, so why are you here? And we just sort of- Excuse me? Exactly. <laughs> we just sort of stared at him for a minute and we're like, well, you know, we don't exactly have a jacuzzi at home. We don't have a swing at home. You know, there's a lot of things here that one can benefit from. Exactly. That doesn't involve you. Jeez, honestly, some people. So it was, exactly. So it was just one of those- moments of i'm here minding my business having a good time and you just come up and ask me such a stupid question wasting my time <laughs> honestly because so then, then i'm having to waste effort getting annoyed at them yeah because some people get really entitled with it it's like they they find out you you're either having fun with someone exclusively or even that you're just not really interested in having fun with them and they take it as like You've just insulted like the last seven generations of their family. Oh yeah, there has been times um, in the past uh, when I've been at areas like that. You know, you say no to one person and you're off with another. You then come back and you get a mouthful from the person you rejected, and it's it's a case of you know why were they the choice? Why were they better than me? And it just goes back to that feeling of my time's being wasted because I shouldn't have to explain. Exactly. No to a grown adult. Yeah. I know. It makes it really freaks me out sometimes that these people are adults that can make big life decisions and yet they can act incredibly childish when it comes to such a simple thing as consent and, you know, your own personal preferences. Um it is a bit sad that there's kind of individuals out there that kind of think it, that they're God's gift to the world and that if you don't want to have fun with them, then there's something wrong with you and not them. Um, which delusion is you know, a fun thing delusion is a fun thing you've got that right um, it's yeah I've noticed it a few times it kind of saunas in that where someone wants to play and you're kind of just nah not my type and yeah the best one's grinder. anytime you kind of tell someone oh you know not really into that or you know not really my type and then you just get instantly blocked see like, the thing that annoyed me is in the past when I had that was when nothing seemed to be the indication. It was just normal conversation. Everything seems to be fine and accepted. And then just <laughs> gone. Yeah. And you're there like, what was the point? I actually had something similar recently, um, except it was a little bit further than the, you know, just having conversation stage um, ah. where the guy told me, he was like, oh, okay, I'm based here. Um, I, how do I describe it so that you understand it, but the people watching don't know where I live? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they live near the... Uh, the Mal. All right, yeah. Okay, so, you know, a drive away for me. So they send the address. I say, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Go out, get my car, drive to where they said, go into Grinder because they said text when you're outside. 
got a message on to say that I'm outside and they've blocked me. And I was like, fucking really? That's the annoying one because you know, you know the people that do that are sitting like peeking out of their windows yeah. with their little nosy neighbour eyes being like, oh, they actually showed up. And it's like, well, obviously it's the whole point of the the app, is it not? Like, bitch, we have a cost of living crisis. Don't you know how expensive <laughs> fuel is? Like, I have to use oh, fuel. Cost of living crisis <laughs> and you're pissed off because a guy made you drive like... What? 10 minutes. <laughs> I was about to say like 10 minutes or less. Yeah, like it's like a five mile drive, you know? Um, yeah. And it was one of those where like, it did a few days later pop up and he was like, oh, I'm really sorry about the other day. And I just laughed at him and I was like, don't message me ever again. Yeah, how can Thank you be you. sorry for something that you chose to do? I was do? like, you, you deliberately blocked me. Like, don't do that shit. Um, like, especially as it was like, if he'd kind of been given mixed signals and was like, oh, you know, kind of wishy-washy, like, kind of wanting a hookup, but not really, mm-hmm. and was just kind of sending these addresses, like, uh, all right, I would have been like, okay, this is a red flag, I'm not going to go. But the fact that he was so into it, sent his address, I drive over and it's just like, block, I'm like, no. Oh, because you, you ended up with that small hype. I did. I <laughs> I douched and everything, okay? <laughs> I had to put prep into that. I prepared myself for a good time and I was denied it. There's nothing worse. There's there's nothing worse than being denied sexual gratification when it's someone that has offered it to you and then just shut you down. Uh, I do agree. Well, on half of that, because me and you take very different roles. So, <laughs> you know, there's certain things I don't really have to do. Yeah, you don't have to do all the prep work. <laughs> you make it sound like you guys deserve, like, a, you know, telenovela award for the performance. I mean, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, I know you wouldn't. You, you take any medal and say thanks. Oh, yeah. For trophies that are kind of phallic shaped. Um, just personal preference, though. <laughs> of course. I expect nothing less. <laughs> of course. Would you expect anything less? No. Um, so, if you had to choose a different name that wasn't Kino, what would you choose and why? Uh, actually, Kino was the second name. Oh. Yeah, and it wasn't too long. It was maybe, I would say, a year that I was... Uh, when I first got into it, I was known as Coda. I do remember Coda, yes. Yeah, Coda. Again, still black and white, very much Dalmatian, um, finding his paws. Uh, and that came from the brother bear, Coda. Oh, uh, Yeah. Uh, he made a little shit, though. <laughs> uh, and then he evolved like a little Pokemon. Yeah. Into the Kino we know and love today. Exactly. So um, I guess if there was another name, it would have to be that. Or I had a friend one time that had a very uh, unique and fun name. At least I thought it was uh, Ruckus. And it was because Ruckus. someone shouted at... Yeah, Ruckus. Uh, someone like shouted that. at him one time and, you know, was complaining that they were making a ruckus. So he says that it just sort of like hit him like a bullet, but a very good way. It was like something yeah. that just sort of stick. And a light bulb went off in his head and went, that's it. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, so that, that was quite a, a fun name. So that one always sticks with me as well. But I would say those. But 
don't really think I could change anymore. I think, you know, was the, the one I was waiting for. Yeah. Okay, here's a fun question that nobody's been asked yet. Oh. What is your hot take conspiracy theory? Uh, <sighs> hmm. I'm throwing you in the deep end because I know that you can Honestly, take it. Honestly, <laughs> it's a very, like, I guess you would say, hillbilly or country one where I always find it fun to imagine that the birds fly on us and they charge on the little phone lines. I mean, you're not wrong. That's that. <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. That's, that's the scary part. Birds aren't I mean, real. It's just the way they look at you. Yeah, because birds aren't real. That's why pigeons are so fucking brave. Yeah. Pigeons work for... The bourgeoisie. <laughs> well, I Sorry. would say that's definitely the the big the big one that's in my head. The birds more more times than I actually care to admit. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Birds birds are kind of weird. Some of them just don't seem real anyway. Like, have you ever seen a red cardinal? It's too red. Not, not, There's not, such a thing as too red. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's got too much red feathers, like, and like parrots and stuff. There's too many colors. I think peacocks are a failed attempt at hypnotism. I mean, yeah. Well, there's that a hot there, there's a there's a hot take conspiracy theory for you. Um, some people are saying that it was a peacock that people saw back in you know biblical times um because they always describe angels as having many eyes and ah. kind of peacocks kind of spread their tail feather so they could have just been like high as fuck looking at a peacock's arse and been like yo it's an angel and it's you know it's just a peacock the scary part when you think about that is how did they know that there was an angel so it would have had to speak to them so it's like where would the mouth have been I mean, yeah, unless back then they were able to, like, pirates mimic words. Can you imagine if somebody's be just terrifying. been, like, training a peacock in their gaff and be like, remember, you have to say, I am an angel, and then just, like, been freaking all these people out, and then somebody wrote a book about it. 2,000 years later, like everyone's like, it's God. could actually talk, they would be little sassy dicks. Yeah. Like, they look like they have an attitude. Oh, they definitely do. I mean, have you seen, was it, is it Kung Fu Panda 2? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. He, he was a dick. Talk. Yep, he was a oh, dick. Oh yeah, definitely. Entitled <laughs> little shit. Which, uh, honestly, is every personality of every peacock. Yeah. I feel like there's just some animals that you get that they're just kind of born to be dicks. Chihuahuas. <laughs> they, they were manufactured. You asked me a conspiracy theory, and I'm telling you, fucking someone made chihuahuas to fuck with us. They're cute as hell, but see the moment you provoke them, yeah, little fucking shits. Chihuahuas are just angry rats, and rats are just the best creatures on the planet. Um, oh, rats are cute. But that's my hot take. My hot take conspiracy is that rats are the highest species on the planet. Um, yeah. Anyway. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, God. Or, like, what is a song that you just, like, will sing along to at the top of your lungs? Oh, probably the 
on my way song from Brother Bear. On my way. I love that. Oh. Um, Strange question. I actually had to sit there and think. It'd be like, yeah. there's quite a lot to choose from. But yeah, if I I'm had making, to, what would be the go-to? I'm making you use your brain cells. Uh, mine's uh. is Cry For You by September. Um, it's just a fucking bop. It, every time I hear it, it just brings me straight back to, to 2007. And I just, just vibe away. Um, it's just, it's just a bop. Um, uh, everyone needs their own little theme tune. Oh Sorry, yeah. I'm laughing at my roommate in the background. <laughs> everyone needs their own little theme tune. Definitely. Um, so we can talk a little bit about your life outside of being a pop if you'd like. Uh, yeah, it's less interesting, but we can sure <laughs> give that a try. Yeah, well, we like to kind of give both sides of kind of being a pop and kind of not being a pop. Um, so what sort of thing do you do for work? Uh, at the minute, not, but in the past, I've done your basic like coffee shop stuff. I've aided in you know, sex education, workshops and stuff. I'm pretty sure... I actually spoke to you a long time ago, um, probably around college time we're speaking, um, about going down that from when I was doing the childcare. Yeah, I do remember you saying about that. Um, <laughs> I just, <laughs> uh, just off the back of uh, being a barista, what is your favourite beverage to make? Oh, hot chocolate. See, oh, I'm, I'm one of those people. Yeah, I'm one of those people that does not like coffee nor tea. So when having to make that, especially in a machine where the smell just hits you like a, a hot bag of a bricks, I just oh. it's disgusting. Um, <laughs> I don't mind it in like a kitchen with a kettle or something, but when you're beside those machines and it just oh, yeah. hits you, whether you want it to or not, it's stuck in your clothes. Yeah. But hot chocolate, I don't know. It's it's makes you feel warm and. Yeah, it's kind of like a cure-all. It's good in the cold temperatures as well. So like doing the cream with the chocolate flakes and then oh. you know, a little marshmallow on it. Oh. Can't do that with coffee. People look at you weird. See, I'm I'm one for a mocha, which is basically just a hot chocolate with a shot of coffee in it. Um, Blasphemy. But the secret to a really good mocha, which might actually be something that you would enjoy, is you make... You add your, your chocolate syrup or chocolate powder, however you want to make it. You then add in your shot of espresso. And then you add in a wee teaspoon of orgeat, which is kind of like... It's like an almond milk with sugar through it. So it's kind of... It's still kind of a liquid, but it's more of a syrup. It's like an almond sugar syrup. All right, um, so it's quite sweet. The best way to describe it is that it tastes like marzipan. So you, you add a wee teaspoon of that. Okay. You add a wee teaspoon of that. You then, however you then continue to make your hot chocolate. I know some people use hot milk. Personally, I prefer using hot milk. Um, some people make it with hot water. Not a fan, but you do you. Um, you add it in, give it a good mix. Some cream on the top. Mm, you have the best mocha going around. It's so good. I used to make them if I was on the morning shift at the hotel slash bar that I used to work at. Um, it was just a way to wake up, and it was so good, absolutely delicious. I'm the weirdo that like uh, 
like in college when I was getting up and had to go for the earliest bus to get there and such like that, it would always be a case of quick trip into Starbucks, but not for like coffee or anything. It'd be hot chocolate and a muffin. And then I'd, I'd scurry off to my little my little class with my books and sit there sipping on my hot chocolate. <laughs> What's your go-to muffin? Triple chocolate. Oh, a man after my own heart. And it's so great. And I, I, I've been one time when they had triple chocolate with runny caramel through it. It was an experience. Bitch, I need that in my life. It was a fucking experience. The amount oh. of jealous eyes I had in my class that day. Oh my it, God. I deserved that moment. And I, I treasured that moment. Oh, my teeth hurt just thinking about it. Oh. Worth it. So, so good. And kind of outside of your work, what kind of hobbies do you have? Uh, gamer. I would say Duh. strictly PC, but I'm not one of those PC superior race type people. <laughs> I'm a PC gamer. Yeah, no. <sighs> yeah, I, just, I like it. It's just more normal to me because that's what I've always had. That's what I started on. Yeah. Um, I have been known to like scrounge my face up when I see someone on a PC with a controller. <laughs> I'm quite known to be like, why? <laughs> What's the point? Oh. But that's just me. I'm a bit. <laughs> And uh, definitely a nature fan so as yeah. you've seen from the photos and stuff I'm always out always outside and from experience yeah mm-hmm. yep that's true <laughs> uh, god now that, now that you actually ask the question and make one think you sit there and get the realisation wow I'm boring as fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm glad nobody asked me about my hobbies because it's like oh yeah I podcast uh, well I mean I could turn around and be like, well, you know what, what's yours? You you never express them. I know that you're a massive geek, but what else is there? <laughs> um, what? Well, gamer, I do podcasting and also do other creative projects in my free time. Um, obviously, I'm working on the podcast and the dip at the moment. So I've got mm-hmm. both of them running for me. Um, outside right, of that, great long list of how you're more exciting love that <laughs> um, outside of that i've got a few electronic projects on the go i'm doing a few uh, a few a couple of dioramas um which are in progress i've got my office is a bit of a mess because i've got one side of the room which is my computer and all my tech set up and the other side is like my 3d printers um i've got my airbrush plugged in so it's ready just to pressurize i've got all my paints um, have you met the sun before? All these things feel like yeah. I, you don't you don't you don't get the moment to go I, out. I I go outside when you know I'm obligated to. Um, I have my cat, which she keeps me company. So that's oh my always, god, she was adorable. Fun. She is so cute. Uh, she just turned a year old the other day. My little oh. baby. Um. I remember when she was the teeniest, tiniest little kid. Oh, she was so small. And like, I look back at the photos and nearly cry. She's still pretty small for a year old. Um, but she's a ragdoll, so they take up to like four years to grow up full size. Oh, that's so. the same one as my little Salem. Yeah. Like she's she's uh, quite a few. She's not old. She's not elderly. She'd call my face out if she heard that. Um, <laughs> but she's, you know, more than three. So, And yeah. she's still quite, quite small and petite. So yeah. it's quite expected from them. Yeah. Eloy had to get a bath the other day, so she wasn't amused with me. Um, I changed her on adult food, and she got kind of excited about the new food and ate a lot of it too quickly. And oh, it then was not nice. Oh. Was not it. nice. 
So, um, and because she's got that kind of long, beautiful fur, I was like, yep, oh. you need a bath. <laughs> um, thankfully, she's she's really well behaved um, when it comes to kind of giving her a bath and things like that. She she doesn't try and jump. She doesn't. She tends not to scratch or try it and bite. Um, yeah, pretty much. She just yells. <laughs> she's just she's a very sad girl, and she makes it known. Um, <laughs> But I yeah, love that. the the water kind of went over her face a little bit, and she kind of freaked. So she just sunk her claws into my arm. Oh. Um, she didn't pull at anything. She was just looking for something to grip onto because she was like, "I'm in the water. I can't see. I don't like it." Just mm, grab. Yeah. So I have what looks like little vampire bite on my arm. Um, oh, that's cute though. I was I was very glad she didn't pull because I was like, if she pulls, like her claws are very deep in my skin. Oh yeah, this is that gonna would be fucking a different hurt. story. Um. No, she did. She did release, and then she let me know how upset she was. Um, but Oops. yeah, like I was able to kind of let her go, so that I could kind of massage her a little bit. I have um, I have those kind of rubber grooming gloves, um, which means I can kind of lather in the soap, get it kind of throughout all of her fur, and then rinse it off. Um, which it also feels like she's been clapped at the same time, so I think it's less stressful for her. Um, and yeah, she got rinsed off. Then towel dried a little bit, although she does not like the towel. She was kind of doing that little really not happy kind of growl. Um, ah. And then I thought she's going to try and run a mile if I try and hair dry her. So she got, she was in her carry case, which is a very well vented carry case. And then from a distance, I was kind of using the hair dryer to kind of blow warm air at her, which she didn't seem to mind too much. Um, so I done that for kind of 10, 15 minutes and then opened it up and she kind of walked to it a little bit like okay is it safe to go in and she just bolted and went and sat on the sofa and dried herself and left a nice big wet patch on the sofa that's her thank you gift so I was like, thank you appreciate it um but yeah nah, she's a fantastic little thing oh and I, she, uh, she likes since pups moving here, <laughs> uh, she likes what she likes pups oh that's interesting yeah normally pets would you know run a mile no, she does not mind it if I'm wearing the Daxid. Interesting. She does not mind it at all. Mm. We currently have a Sphinx, like the little the little ball, ball sack cats. Oh no. She, she's so cute, honestly, but she has the personality of an empress. Oh, I feel like they do. I would I would honestly say it's like King John if it was a vagina. Like she's a tyrant ruler, and she'll bless you with her presence whenever she feels like it. Yeah, that sounds about right. She's just, but it's weird. The very few little moments, at least for me, um, that she gives me where she's you know cuddled up under the, the blanket or something like that. It's like I don't know why, but it makes it all worth it. Yeah. And do you? Here's a question no one's answered yet. Do you know your personality type? Run. 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 <laughs> Fair. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, that's it's a unique question. So, is that when you ask that, what kind of categories do you think when you ask that question? So I'm so, not even sure what what categories I would think of. So there's the. There's the personality test, which is on the, the documentation. It's the little yellow bubble. Um, so you can use that link to kind of do the online personality test. Um, Shiny did do it, and he got 
was it INFP dash T. Um, so yeah, he actually got his um, personality type. I am ENFP, so I'm an extrovert, which I'm sure you're not surprised by that. Um, no, <laughs> no. I, I used to be kind of introverted, but not anymore. Um, but yeah, it's just if some people say it's a bit, it's a bit bullshit the the whole personality type thing. But it's, I think it's just a fun little thing. It's kind of like the zodiac sign sort of sort of deal. I've actually just clicked on this uh, personality test, and the questions are like, oh god, I'm I'm scared for the answer when I do this. Yeah. Hmm. Does make me think though. It it's it's designed to. Um, we can move on to Dax's dice if you'd like. Mm, oh, <laughs> sure. I'll need to bring up the thing so I know what number I'm landing on. Hey, don't worry about it too much. I can read them out. Go okay. for it. Roll the dice. Roll number one. That's a four. Ooh, what is your favorite sexy scene from a TV show slash movie? Uh, I don't even think it would be considered sexy to be honest but okay it's just you've seen shameless i imagine shameless i don't think i would I be shocked wow okay so <laughs> slight judgment there was a <laughs> uh uk and us series on it and in it there's a gay couple called ian and mickey and mm-hmm. there's a moment where Ian is, before Ian and Mickey get together, he's hooking up with his boss. Right. So it's just that slight moment that you always look back on, well, at least for me, that for some reason it's just there. Very, very fucking present. <laughs> and I think that was why, because it, was, it wasn't it was a show that I aimed to watch. It was a case of mm, nothing else is on, so I'll, I'll put that on. Yeah. Um. And then that scene happened, and I was like, okay, it's one of those shows. I'm sitting back, and I'm getting comfortable. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay, I'm, I'm on now. I'm on board. Right, second roll. And 19. Do you have an embarrassing hookup story? And you better not talk about me. <laughs> uh, in that case, I'm going to have to say no. I'm kidding. <laughs> so rude. Um, um, hmm, an embarrassing hookup. I guess there was one time um, in my youth, I say at 25 years old, uh, <laughs> that now you know the area when I say the big park with the sandpit that has the train track near it? Like yes. big park, not the one with the two spider webs, but. The, the bigger one yes right so you know the small sorry excuse for a lake beside it yes there was a moment where after meeting the initial person and we were walking to a area they were stupid enough to just for some unknown reason they wanted to go try and get a closer look at this tiny little fucking duck and they right. put their foot in one of the slushy parts of the mud and just you heard them slap and hit the water face first oh, stomach no. and, like it was one of those moments where it was just a complete 90 degree angle they went from straight up to just 90 <laughs> degree flat on the face and the slap was, i couldn't contain my laughter oh, and God. they got very angry at it and that just made me laugh even more 
I would not be upset if I was the one that fell into it and someone laughed at me. I would probably just be so, laughing in hysterics, probably very sad that I've like got myself yeah, well, muddy. Yeah, laugh or cry. Those are your two options. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I can probably guess who it was as well. <laughs> oh, your well, third roll, you got a 20. Did I actually? You did. Jeez. Um... If the guest how would it go? Well, we already know how that goes. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> so don't really need to answer that one. We already know how no. that happens. No, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have some finishing questions. What is your thoughts on the podcast so far? Uh, I was asked a lot of questions that I feel ill-prepared for. <laughs> um, but point. I think that was more looking on like a... I wasn't prepared to ask myself <laughs> these questions yes. rather than be asked them. Um, but I think it was it was fun. It was positive. I got to speak about a few things that I wouldn't normally get to. I suppose because of the questions you've asked about, like what experience have you had, what are the benefits, mm-hmm. not really things that you get asked at events or even the social setting. Yeah, and at that's the point really. of the podcast is that we're trying to kind of explore the community, show off kind of the how to practice your kinks safely um trying to create these kind of resources for people that are maybe new to the kink or looking to explore um and kind of just allowing people to have a a platform to kind of show themselves as it were um and give a voice of everyone in the community and a learning experience is a learning experience and just on the back of that what are your future goals for your self as a pup uh honestly i would say just to let you know get more exploration out like i don't think his events would strictly stay in the uk which is great i hope to see you at darklands next year that's for sure <laughs> we'll see there's certain parts of uh that event that made me think oh god i'm not prepared well, the thing is, I've spoken to a few people already who kind of, it was their first Darklands and they threw themselves into the deep end. And the best way to view Darklands is don't go with any expectations. Just see it as another event. It, Yeah, it's a kink event. It's a very large kink event, but nothing is guaranteed. You, mm. you don't need to go and have sex um, or you could go and purely have sex. It's Darklands is kind of whatever you make it um, and that's three years in a row it's been something different for me every year this year it was purely social um, well with the exception of the horse fair but that's a different story um, mm-hmm. apart from that it was purely social for me I just kind of went to the markets and done a lot of people mainly found me in the smoking area <laughs> I can imagine was there alcohol there was, but I wasn't drinking that much this year. And you were... Wait, when you say smoking, do you class that as your little vape box that I you can't look do. About? My vape box, which is 10 times more powerful than a regular cigarette, yes. Coming in at a whopping 70 watts of cloud. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly, you're not smoking, you're creating your own little atmosphere <laughs> with clouds. Creating my own biodome, yeah. Yeah playing sims <laughs> alright well I think that's all my questions for me 
Uh, do you have any final words or wisdom that you would like to share? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. I guess if there were people that are curious about it or wanting to do it, I would say just do it or ask someone. But be respectful when you ask. Because, you know, absolutely grinder and such, you know, you can have a pop profile and you that just opens up to like various amounts of times where you have to turn in the spokesperson for public. Yep. Is very, I mean, I wouldn't say anymore, but when I had mine, it was like there was me, there was Bruno, and maybe one other that was like, God knows how far away. Yeah. Bruno's told me that there's been quite a few showing up on his nowadays. Yes. So more appearing. But I would say, yeah, just be respectful, ask the questions you want to ask, but be mindful that it's a <laughs> it is a pup you're talking to, but they have the moments of consciousness of a person. <laughs> so just remember what you say and how it might translate over. Yeah. I don't think you could really put that any better. All right. That's just my little thing. Well, thank you so much, Kino, for joining me on today's episode. Uh, I have been Dax. This has been Kino. Au revoir. It's goodbye from us. Thank you so much. See you next time. (laughs) 